Hi guys, welcome to In Our Community Podcast, where we interview ordinary people doing extraordinary things in their communities. I'm your host, Coach Hitty from Resurrection Movement Studio. On episode 26 of this podcast, I sat down with Amanda Young, the Athletic Ambassador for National Down Syndrome Society. I encourage everyone to listen to this podcast as Amanda talks passionately about her son, Elliot, and why she loves being part of the National Down Syndrome Society. She also talks about two events that's coming up, on March 21st, the World's Down Syndrome Day, and March 27th, uh, Rock Your Socks Off, uh, which is happening locally here in Danville. Listeners, don't forget to subscribe to our show and give us a five-star rating. Let's get started. Okay, so today I have Amanda Young, the Athletic Ambassador for National Down Syndrome Society across from me. Hi, Amanda. Hello. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what it is that you do for the National Down Syndrome Society. So uh, a couple of years ago, well, I, I moved to Danville five years ago. Um, and prior to that, I was part of a very active local community of families that had a child with Down syndrome. Mm. And um, when I moved out of the area... I lived in Chester County, Pennsylvania, and when we moved up here to Montour and Northumberland counties, um, I found I couldn't find that same kind of level of support. So um, one of the new programs through the National Down Syndrome Society was to become an athletic ambassador, mm-hmm. um, and this was just a way for you know, people that are like-minded as far as their activity level to be out in the community and promote um, some of the mission and of the Down Syndrome Society, which is all, all about inclusion. Mm. And I, um, thought that would be great. And also I lost my running community and stuff. So I thought this was just a great way of keeping me motivated physically and also kind of in line with the passion that I had for my son, Elliot. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's a great point to talk about, like, maybe a listener is wondering, like, why is she so passionate about this? Do you want to talk a little bit about Elliot? So I have four children, Mm -hmm. um, and I have Griffin, who's 12, Elliot, who's 10, Maggie Rose, who is 8, and Simon, who is 6. Elliot came along in a very beautiful way. Um, I did not know prior to him being born that he had Down syndrome, but when he arrived, I learned shortly after um, that he was born with an extra, uh, a extra copy on his third or extra copy on his 21st chromosome. Mm-hmm. So he has 47 chromosomes, where most people have 46. Mm. So very cool, and. Uh, immediately was this an organization you decided to take part in like you did so um prior to um so i i after i had elliot about two weeks later i had digested that information we had confirmed diagnosis through genetic screen uh, testing um and i was mentally prepared to reach out to our local support Mm. group um and meet and i got to meet other moms that had children with down syndrome and i got very active in that community through um some of their fundraising efforts, um, just the social part of, you know, having a child with Down syndrome and having that connection of, you know, the awkwardness at, in uh, other social situations that I didn't find in that community. Um, 
And so some kind of camaraderie with that. Um, so yeah, pretty soon after he was born, I got pretty active within the Down syndrome community. But it wasn't until five years ago that I kind of um, went from more of a local to a national group. Very so. cool. And you said five years ago you moved to Danville. Mm-hmm. Um, did you find once you started to be more active in the in the in the group that there was a lot of support in this area and people who can relate to your experience? So um, there, I mean, our community is a little bit smaller um, than especially outside of Philadelphia region. Mm-hmm. Um, so there aren't as many families. Um, I kind of felt like we were alone for a long time. If I did find or see somebody with Down syndrome, it was almost like I had a celebrity sighting. Mm. Um, and I wanted to like instantly connect with those parents. Um, there are only, there's a handful of children within the Danville area school district with Down syndrome, none of which are in Elliot's grades or even around his grades. Um, So he doesn't necessarily know anybody else locally that has Down syndrome. So we don't necessarily have a community of families with Down syndrome, but there are other families that have children with special needs Mm -hmm. that I'm well connected with. Um, So we have that common bond irregardless of the type of needs our children have. Mm -hmm. And how has being part of the organization helped you guys? So, um, you know, nowadays there's so much support that isn't necessarily local, but you can gain your support virtually through online communities such as Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and because of this athletic ambassador program, I have that extra connection. So I have gotten to meet other families um, through some of the runs that I've done that are coordinated through the National Down Syndrome Society. Um and just having that virtual platform to ask questions to and commiserate a little bit about or, um, you know, just participate in and give advice to other families, too. So the National Down Syndrome Society itself, um, they have a lot of resources that are available to families that have a loved one with Down syndrome. Um, and it doesn't have to be necessarily be a child. It could be a sibling. So perhaps mm. you have a, your, you know, have a brother or sister and your parents have since passed and you're trying to figure out how to uh, proceed with care for the rest of their life. Um, and so there are lots of resources available through the National Down Syndrome Society for um, school-age children. There is a group or a service that they provide free of charge that helps you walk you through and advocate for you with the IEP process, the Individualized Educational Mm -hmm. Plan. So, and that is a fantastic resource, um, especially since a lot of our children, we, you know, we end up kind of having uh, different opinions of what our children need versus what the schools think our children need. So um, trying to kind of have a person that's on our side fighting for us um, is really a nice thing um, that they have um, provided. Um, They also do a lot of work on Capitol Hill um, with um, bills that they want to be passed. And these bills are not just... um, for the Down syndrome community. They're for people with special needs across the board. Um, So they have a really good, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? They have a great program. They they actually employ people with Down syndrome. Um, And there is even one woman who is 
you know, goes out and does a lot of work to get these bills passed. It's a National Down Syndrome Society is a bipartisan mm. group. So um, we're just looking for human rights, not, you know, Republican, Democrat. Right. It's just it's for everyone. Right. Um, so. Um, and I've been lucky that I've been invited to be part of that process and go and talk to senators and um, congressmen and women about some of the issues that surround, um, you know, the Down syndrome community. Um, and, you know, some of them are specific to what I, you know, Elliot's future. Hmm. That's very interesting. So what are some struggles? Because, you know, I get to encounter Elliot on a daily basis mm -hmm. and. He's he's so sweet. He's such an intelligent kid and he loves to dance. And, you know, of course, he has his moments. But, mm -hmm. you know, what are some challenges that maybe like an average individual like me who comes in contact with Elliot might not know behind the scenes? OK, so um, so Elliot um, is he's a little smaller uh, stature than an average 10 year old. Um, he, I would say, you know, just for the listeners to envision a person who is about seven years old, that's about his height. Um, and he has his biggest struggle is speech. Um, he has a delayed speech, um, but he's also extremely patient. So if you don't understand him. You can ask him a million times and he'll try and try and try Aww. to <laughs> communicate to you and he'll think of other ways to say it so that you understand what he's talking about. Um, I would say that's his biggest hurdle in life and it's something we work really hard at. Um, he receives speech therapy in the school system as well as we do private therapy weekly um, through outpatient services. Very cool. um, he also is um, has a little bit of a delay so if you ask him to uh, run uh, you know maybe blow a whistle and run across um, a gymnasium it's going to take Elliot's processing time a little bit around five seconds hmm. to process the whistle blew I need to run so huh. um, so there's a little bit of a delay in that processing time huh. so um, so some of my worries are like you know like if he has um, put his hand on the stove he would be like oh ouch this is hot to removing and the then remove it like he won't like necessarily think about it right away like it's not an instantaneous huh. thing because of the processing time so there's some safety concerns that i have yeah. with his processing um this also puts him sometimes at a disadvantage when he does sports um because you know he does basketball and he loves basketball and we've been really blessed with um fantastic um teammates and wonderful coaching throughout the last couple of years and they understand that elliot you know maybe not as quite as fast, but he still has some like really great skills. Yeah. But when a you know teammate passes him the ball, he has to stop and think for a second, like, okay, I have the ball. Now I need to dribble. But it's like you put the five seconds in each and every step. So huh. how does that work with dance? Cause he's always on time. <laughs> so, Oh, Elliot is a copycat. So uh. Elliot learns through, um, 
watching others for the good and okay. for the bad. So, <laughs> and I think, you know, when you first started teaching Elliot, I um, probably even mentioned this to you, like yeah. to pair him with somebody that, you know, kind of stays a little bit more uh -huh. focused uh -huh. because he's going to copy that person versus mm. a person that is has a tendency to goof off. Yeah. Um, so he will copy those behaviors as well. So for the good and for the bad, this can happen. Um, so Elliot is a copycat and he learns... Um, a lot of the motions through watching and just doing and then also oh. it's repeated so you know you the way your structured classes is really great for Elliot because they he knows what to expect each and every moment of that uh -huh. class so huh yeah very interesting when you're talking about sports and how he had to react like I was thinking in terms of dance like listening to the music and understanding the cues but his thought process changes in mm -hmm. the dance class environment right and also Elliot and this was a really funny phrase people used to mention to me when Elliot was first born is that oh people with Down syndrome are so musical Mm. And I thought, what a weird thing to say to me, you know, <laughs> I, I was like, great, you know, like, I don't know what to do with that information, yeah. but Elliot is very musical. He really? loves music and he responds very well to music. He learns a lot through music um, mm. and song and, you know, like, I mean, we all do, mm. you know, so mm. he, they just tend to be a little bit more inclined musically as far as the response to it it's not that they're you know the best ballet dancers mm -hmm. or the best trombonists you know like mm -hmm. it's just they're just more musical mm -hmm. so they just really respond to the music their bodies and their minds and everything about them is a little bit more than an average person now how does elliot himself like view life does he see notice these struggles and struggle with the idea of his struggle does that make sense you know yep. um yeah. so elliot um he doesn't he knows he has down syndrome and he actually this is um kind of funny he brags about the fact that he has this extra special piece that mm. he was born with. And his sibling, Maggie Rose, is very jealous that Elliot got the extra special piece and she oh. didn't. <laughs> what she does, because she doesn't view him as being very different. She doesn't know a right. world that is different than Elliot because she's the younger sibling. Mm. Um, but Elliot knows that he has this extra special piece. He doesn't really see him different, himself differently. Um, he doesn't yet know that um, others may see him differently. Um, and I would love it for that to never be the case. Mm -hmm. But I know it is the case. Um, so he has classmates that have been with him since kindergarten. So they don't know a world that's different than Elliot. Um, they now are starting to pick up now that, you know, they're nine, 10 years old, that Elliot speaks a little bit differently, that Elliot um, is not growing at the same rate as them. Um, but some of the things too, they still are, you know, like their parents might say, oh, Elliot has Down syndrome, so we have to be careful about this, which I don't agree with. But, you know, some parents, you know, um, with uh, kid gloves, they treat Elliot and their um, children are like, why would you do that? It's Elliot, you know, like, you, why would you? And then, you know, they're like, Elliot's the same as everyone else. Why would you even think that? You know, so they don't, they're not yet seeing the differences. The differences I see, and Elliot doesn't struggle yet with it, but it is definitely going to come down the road um, sooner than later, is some of the social struggles. So Elliot um, doesn't have 
um, reciprocal language skills. So if necessarily he can be prompted, but he doesn't think to say, hi, Hitty, how are you? Mm. He will just respond to you saying, hey, Elliot, how are you today? And he'll say, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And that will be the end. He won't necessarily reciprocate like, mm-hmm. and how are you? Um, he doesn't initiate that conversation, which is going to be hard with friendships later on in life. Um, mm-hmm. If he doesn't kind of, uh, those things don't develop well for him. So we work really hard on that um, mm-hmm. part of him. He also is, um, you know, like I said, he is a little bit different looking, Um because he is smaller, he has um, some of the characteristics of a person with Down syndrome. Um, Elliot has pretty strongly. Um, so some of them are having smaller fingers. Um, and he also has almond-shaped eyes, um, which he also is half Chinese. So that's a little bit hard to, to <laughs> detect <laughs> for him. Um, he has um, very small ears and ear canals. And as a result of that, he's had multiple surgeries mm. to help him hear um, or to keep his hearing intact. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, yeah, so he he does he doesn't realize that he is different and that he has to go to the doctor. You know, to this afternoon we have an ENT audiology appointment. Next week he has a dental appointment. Like mm-hmm. he has an eye doctor appointment. He has way more appointments than the average mm-hmm. kid. Um, but he doesn't know any different because that's been his world his whole life. Right. Um, so, I think he's going to struggle though. As and I, what I hope that doesn't happen, but I know it will happen Mm -hmm. um is when he gets to middle school some of the social norms that happen in middle school um he isn't going to be aware of you know and it Mm -hmm. it might isolate him a little bit with friends if making friends or keeping friends um and my hope is that some of the foundational friendships that he's made Mm -hmm. in the last five six years they're going to remain strong Yes. And they'll kind of keep him safe through the middle school years. That's my really scary part. Right. The middle school and the high school years um, that he does have some good, solid friends that right. he's not the kid at the lunch table by himself. Right. So I mean, middle school in general for any parents is a little scary because that's <laughs> like a really, really tough age. Yeah. For their kids. Especially, and, and into freshman year, I think mm-hmm. they kind of start to level out starting sophomore year from at least from my experience of seeing you know alex grow and her friends grow like they kind of start to level out but like middle school seventh eighth and ninth that's a tough age group in general so yeah and then if you are born uh, you know like elliot with down syndrome or other special needs you know some of the maturity just isn't there Mm -hmm. but that's also kind of the beauty of elliot too is that he doesn't really care that he's not wearing Under Armour pants or um, has the fanciest sneakers. He just wants to hang out and be with his friends and talk about the latest Star Wars movie. Um, and he, you know, he is a little girl crazy. So that's very, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that bloomed a little early for him, actually. Um, but um, so there are things that he's just full of love. Mm. He doesn't see like he if he gets bullied he's not likely to know that he's bullied so i'm a little scared about that Mm -hmm. um just because he's not intuitive in that way um his joy is very pure and his love and friendship is the purest form of it Mm. so so for anybody who's not like 
used to or have never dealt with a uh, special needs kids, mm-hmm. um, what will be like one thing that you want to tell them? Okay, so this is one big thing. Um, So if your friend or your loved one has a child with any kind of special needs Mm -hmm. um, and they just learned it at birth or prior to birth um, nowadays, saying I'm sorry is the worst thing you can do. You know, Mm. like you should just be happy that they had a baby. You know, like I got that a lot Um, when Elliot was born. I it was hard to talk about it because I was still digesting that information and then people saying, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry is like, you know, for somebody that has had a something horrible happen in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot is not something that horrible that happened. He's right. like actually the best thing ever that happened. Mm-hmm. So I actually like feel sorry for people that don't get to experience the joy I get. So that's what I would recommend to any person that mm-hmm. has, um, you know, interaction with somebody that's just learning their child has some, you know, d- is differently abled in some way not to be sorry for them, right. to just embrace it, celebrate it, um, and ask, how can I help? Yeah. So. What a beautiful message that yeah. is. You know, yeah. like I I see Elliot and, I, and every kid that comes through the door, you know, like a lot of parents come in with a concern, oh, my my kid has this special needs right. I'm like bring them on like it's right kids are kids and i'm gonna treat them sitting you know the same way as i do any other kids and you know if there's any like uh, health concerns that i need to know about of course i'm gonna let my instructors and my peer leaders know about at the same time it's just like let them just flourish in the, inf- the same environment we don't need to treat them differently right. and 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 that's how they grow you know i want them to know that you know they're they have the same capability as the kid next to him and then next to them and just kind of like be be proud of who they are right yeah. that is like the best <laughs> that's yeah. why Elliot's in your class but <laughs> um that is like the goal in yeah. my life is to have Elliot be part of a community that is diverse in all abilities yes so, um so people can learn from each other right. so because the real world there's people of all different races and belief systems and ability levels. So I want his environment growing up to be the same and not be isolated in any way. So, so one of the nice things of living in a small town is that there are no, or very few, I should say adaptive type programs. Mm. So, um, so adaptive like baseball or adaptive um, soccer um, or adaptive dance or gymnastics. So um, they're usually uh, populated by children that have special needs um, and they go at a slower pace and they compete against other children that have mm-hmm. special needs. So one of and and that's a sad part that we don't have that. Yes. But then it's also the great part. We don't have it because what I've done since moving here is I don't um, lim- I don't let that limit us. Um, I just, you know, approach the soccer director and say, you know, my son Elliot would like to play soccer. Um, he may be better to be down a level mm-hmm. um, just because he's not quite as quick as the other kids his age group. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that in every way. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elliot's more comfortable that way he's feeling successful um he's also gaining a lot from it sometimes it lines up that it is his classmates and sometimes it's 
my his sister's classmates yeah but he doesn't really care he just makes friends anywhere right. so it doesn't really matter he's not looking at age at all um it is nice though when it does line up but we haven't made his world a we've adapted what currently exists in our town for Elliot. And luckily we live in a very wonderful community uh-huh. where I've never like not once in the last five years has anybody said, Oh, well, you know, that's not going to work for us. Right. You know, Elliot has to, your son has to play at this level. You know, usually um, they're like, okay, great. You know, and mm-hmm. the coaches that we've lucked out getting have been amazing, you that's know, awesome. and, and teachers. Um, so, so yeah, he's in Cub Scouts. Mm-hmm. He does basketball. He does dance. Um, he's part of a religious ed through the Catholic Church. Um, and none of this, if it's modified, it's a little bit modified. But um, we just go at whatever is mm-hmm. the best for Elliot to find success for him, and also That's gain awesome. those skills too, like um, for basketball and you know some of those things that you know the kids just want to play when they're outside. So, Absolutely. Yeah. That's beautiful. Now I know you have a couple special events coming up uh in march do you want to go ahead and talk about that so um so the reason i you know kind of reached out and thought this would be fun to do with you is because in march we celebrate world down syndrome day and world down syndrome day falls on march 21st which is the third month in the 21st day and that is significant because down syndrome is um the uh, having the third copy on the 21st chromosome. Mm. So that's what kind of those two things go together. So for World Down, Sy- Down Syndrome Day, I'm doing and I'm participating in a run that will be going from New York City to Washington, D.C. Wow. Um, with a team of 21 people. It's a grassroots effort. Uh-huh. Um and we will be running in pairs for safety reasons uh-huh. um, through the East Coast um, and through the day and the night. Um, and it takes about 52 hours. Um, this is my third year participating in this. Um, it's over 250 miles. Wow. My piece will be around 30 miles. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, I love doing it. I it's one of those ways like you know we know each other virtually through Uh some of the ambassador the ambassador program Uh so it's a great way to meet other you know people that have children with down syndrome or loved ones you know could be a neighbor even that just really connected with um a child with down syndrome or an uncle um or somebody who just you know has a best friend you know Mm -hmm. too um so that is really fun a lot of us have never met each other until that um event we run in two vans um and one follows the runner and the other one kind of goes ahead um so we get to know each other really really well because sleep and eat in the van too sleep eat um i think there's a lot of starbucks that's ingested Uh um <laughs> That's not my I'm thing, sure. but um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of Starbucks stops um, along the way. Um, we do get to take some showers. Um, nice. The um, Philadelphia Sports Club offers um, us showers for free, um, and then uh, one of the sports clubs in um, New York City will also host us. Very um, cool. And um, we we just we run through the night. We um, I don't know, it's just to promote 
the purpose is to promote the abilities of mm-hmm. people with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. So we have had in the past, one of our runners was a gentleman with Down syndrome. He was my partner. I was blessed with that the first year, which was really exciting. Mm-hmm. We were the redheaded team because he had red, ha- <laughs> red hair. <laughs> um, and then we um, will have joining us um, at the beginning and the end this year um, some families, full families with like with their children with Down syndrome, which Mm -hmm. is great. Um, What we you can do at home virtually is do a virtual run to celebrate um, World Down Syndrome Day. So, you know, it's suggested to do 3.21 miles Um, or if you're not a runner, you can do um, bike you know, mm-hmm. 3.21, you can just do three sit-ups and 21 jumping jacks, That's you know, good. like Something you can do, three, you know, Elliot scooters around, you know, <laughs> for three minutes and 21 seconds. Aww. So something like, um, fun, you know, and active, uh-huh. um, and promoting, you know, ability. So that's what people can do at home. Um, and then we are also having, because Elliot isn't necessarily a runner per se, and he very much so loves dance, mm-hmm. um, we are having, after World Down Syndrome Day, since I will be away, we're having a Rock Your Socks dance party. Um, cool. And it will be Friday, March 27th um, in Riverside at the church. Um, and we are excited about it. Um, the reason for Rock Your Socks is because socks look a lot like chromosomes so Mm. um so i encourage everyone to wear wacky socks and Mm -hmm. come and just have fun and and dance elliot loves dancing um and he's got a lot of really good moves um yes he sure does (laughs) yes and he might (laughs) even show off his flexibility um (laughs) too so um yeah so that's a fun event i meant i wanted to do something that involve the community and his Uh, community um, to celebrate the special piece that he was born with and also talk about it openly. You know, some parents wonder how to approach it with their children. I encourage asking me. There's fantastic videos um, to to educate yourself Mm -hmm. and then help educate your children if they start having questions of why does Elliot do this or Mm -hmm. how come Elliot needs breaks? Um, How come Elliot needs help during math class? Mm -hmm. They might have some little questions that come Mm -hmm. up and they they will continue to come up. Um, So I encourage just being forthcoming with me. I would rather you have good information and know Um, education leads to a more inclusive society. So it's true. Um, so I um, I welcome the questions. I love them. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Now, we're coming to the end of the podcast. I always ask my interviewees for words of encouragement so you can shape it any way or form uh, towards the community members and the listeners of this podcast. So any words of encouragement you'd like to share? Um, I think, um, you know, my words of encouragement would just be to you know, throughout life, we see people who are different than our each other, just to give them the grace um, to not judge them upon their first look. Um, there are people that have, you know, all different abilities, and they, you know, may not be the traditional abilities, it might just be they're really awesome at hugging, you know, so everyone has worth in this world and to value each and every person that you come encounter in contact with.
That's beautiful. Now, if our listeners wants to follow your journey mm-hmm. on, you know, the March 21st race and what else they can do to help out uh, with the National Down Syndrome uh, Syndrome Society or be part of it, uh, where can they go and find that information? So um, if you are interested in donating, um, you can go straight to the NDSS um, website. Um, it's NDSS.org. Um, and there's a donate link right at the bottom there. Um there's also on Facebook, uh, you know, the NDSS has a, a Facebook page that we there will be posts throughout the three day journey that we'll be taking um, that you can, you know, just encourage and cheer us on, especially at two o'clock in the morning when we're sleepless running through <laughs> <laughs> through Baltimore. Um, so I, you know, I encourage doing that. And, you know, that's it. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Best of luck to you on your run. And I hope uh, Elliot's event turns out to be a super successful event as well. Thanks. Thank you.